Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, Adam Cleary and Andy Murray to discuss a burning football issue. And gents, we are gathered here today to discuss, is this Tottenham's year? No. 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 Well, there you have it. Let us know your thoughts in the... Actually, we need probably need to stretch this out a little bit longer, don't we? Um, so, are we absolutely settled on it to kick it all kicking off? At the moment. Right, okay, good, yep, yep. For now. Fine. Suggestions in the comments, please, yeah. for, the, for the round table. I'm still, we're still working on 4-4 News. 4-4 so. News. 4-4 News is top. It's top. Uh, no, but we are here today to talk about Tottenham Hotspur, of course. Uh, Champions of course. League finalist, fourth place in the Premier League last season. And I, I want to ask you... More importantly than is this their year, because it clearly isn't their year, let's, let's just say, to be Premier League champions. Well, smash cut to May next yeah. year. Um, is this their most important season ever, considering what happened last season? Well, I do think they need to take a big step forward from being the third best team in England. Like you, The problem is, I think that the policy that has brought them to this point has maybe taken them as far as they can. The whole, let's not buy superstars, let's have a core of really, really excellent players that aren't quite on a world-class level, Harry Kane aside, perhaps, and uh, Ericsson on his best days. Um, let's develop from within, let's, let's supplement that with the odd smart buy here and there, developing players, players that Pochettino can nourish, without breaking the bank, without splashing mental fees every summer it's got them really far Pochettino has done a wonderful job I think pound for pound maybe the best manager in England over the past few seasons with what he's had to work with and the results he's gotten with those resources mm. but I do believe it's reached its ceiling I think that if they want to progress to a level closer to Liverpool and Manchester City that they really do have to find a way to break that mold break that policy a little bit without becoming one of these uh, clubs that spends the GDP of a small island nation every single summer and wrecks what they've established. That's going to be a really hard balance to strike, but that's up to the management team. to. That's a problem for them to solve. It's a hard transition for them to have, isn't it? I'm going to play devil's advocate slightly here because if you think about, as cynical as it is, if you think about Tottenham as a business, as an organisation, as well as just a footballing entity, mm. I think they would look at the last few years and the fact that there's no trophy as a huge huge successful period for them. Like they've established mm-hmm. themselves in, as one of the best teams in the country, whereas Tottenham traditionally were always up and down all over the place. And I don't think they've been outside the top six since 2010. In forever, I want yeah. to say, so we're coming up a decade now of consistently being at the t- one of the top teams in the league. I don't think they've been at the Champions League places for a good number of years mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. as well. 
And obviously the trophies, what fans want, the trophies, what you tend to define eras and football clubs by. But if you look, as you say, they've not thrown around ludicrous sums of money. They've moved to a state-of-the-art new stadium. They've established themselves as a global brand. They're now one of the biggest, most well-supported English clubs throughout the entire world. They've kept their best players. They've attracted new players. They've had no real disaster stories in the transfer market. Like Pochettino even got something out of Sissoko last year, who for a while was considered an absolute huge flop. I think... It's dangerous to sort of go, well, not dangerous, but you know what I mean? Stupid to go around saying like, oh, Tottenham haven't achieved anything. They've not done anything. Yeah, it's nonsense. They didn't win the league that year. They've not had a good FA Cup run. Typical, they got beaten in the Champions League final. I think the club will look at the last few years as the most successful period for forever and ever, certainly in the modern Mm -hmm. era uh, of football. But of course, if you're sitting at home and you're a Tottenham fan and, you know, you're getting bored of like second, third, fourth, and then getting a cup finals and losing and not having anything to show for it, not having... I can understand that completely from a fan's perspective, but if you think about the bigger picture with all this, it is their most important season ever, yes, but in so much as their last season was their most important mm-hmm. season ever, and the season before that was their most important season ever. It's it's going to be a balancing act because they don't ever look to me like they were the, a steady like they're a dynasty, you know what I mean? Like you mm. could strip. If Guardiola left uh, Man City, you would you'd believe they could get in the kind of person that could keep that level of dominance. If almost, I think Klopp's nearly got Liverpool to that level, where if he walked, you'd still think they would be challenging for that kind of thing. Chelsea, for a number of years, were getting absolutely anybody in to manage, and they were still, you know, one season away <laughs> yeah. from being potential league winners. I think for Tottenham, it's precarious. I think they lose one or two players. I think they lose that manager. Mm-hmm. I think they could be you know, scrapping for sixth. It could very easily drop down to where your Everton's, your West Ham's, possibly even your Leicester's are. Um, I think they're one season away from catastrophe at any given point. Mm -hmm. Thus, this season is always going to be the most important season. But at the same time, again, I think their time in the sun of, you know, finishing at the very top ends of the league and enjoying long runs in the Champions League sort of means they can get away with having mm. a couple of years dropping down if they sort of feel they need to. Yeah, it's weird. If you'd offered a Spurs fan a Champions League final spot and fourth place in the Premier League at the start of last season, they snatched your hand off for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, one of the catalysts for us talking about this is, of course, the news that uh, Kieran Trippier is off to Atletico Madrid for mm. £20 million. Pounds. £20 million, yeah. Thoughts on that? bargain, isn't it, in this market? <laughs> it is and it isn't. Yeah. English player, relatively, well, quite youngish. Not old, not old. Um, very effective on his day. Wonderful World Cup. Mm. And that very kicky scored. No, I, I don't remember that at all. Um, <laughs> very, very poor last season. Mm. Not a good season for him at all. Um, I've lived with two Tottenham Hotspur fans in the, the period between the World Cup and this, and they both absolutely hate Kieran Trippier as a result of last right? season. Very ineffective. Um, when I put this as anecdotal, of course. Yeah, we but, wouldn't want to put these two Tottenham fans, obviously, do not represent the group of hey, all know. Tottenham fans. You never but know. They might. But when I watched him last season as well, the, the crossing wasn't there, the confidence wasn't there. Mm. He really hemorrhaged possession like few other players in the league and cost them a lot of goals as well particularly in that back end of the season there so while you might look at if, if this was World Cup Kieran Trippier where he was one of the best players in the whole tournament I got, remember that free kick he scored yes it was there. when England finished fourth um, <laughs> <laughs> then yeah I think that 20 million would be a ridiculously low fee but yeah. on the back of last season perhaps not so much however from Tottenham's standpoint are, they're going to have to spend more than 20 to replace him, right? unless they think Serge Aurier or um, Kyle Walker-Peters can can step up and, and perform at Trippier's level, which, on the basis of last season, might not actually be that difficult. Aurier is... I, I love Serge Aurier just because he's an absolute liability, isn't he? He looks, yeah. he looks like <laughs> yeah. he, he could just as easily like run past six people as he could get himself sent off fighting with a crowd. Like I just <laughs> love, I love players like that. The Trippier one's a strange one because... 
obviously we're used to these grossly inflated prices for English players, but that tends to be when they're moving to an English club because, of course, you've got that Champions League quota that a lot of places need filled. You've got that homegrown UK quota that a lot of places need filled. So there is obviously a premium on that. Obviously not not a problem for Atletico Madrid. They can sign as many English players as they want. There's no, there's no thing for it. But I think in the current market where we're talking about Maguire going for 80 million, De Ligt going for 70 million, I think for a proven international player who, let's face it, has had one bad season in a run of a few very, yes. very good ones. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, you would expect Premier League clubs to be dipping into 20 million to buy a fullback from the Championship this year if their reputation's good enough. Yeah, it, like, it, I think if he does go for 20 million, I don't know if that's been confirmed yet, um, that speaks volumes about how Tottenham see that player because Daniel Levy, of course, is one of the hardest bargainers yeah Yeah, he's like Porto's board he's ridiculous he'll grind every last drop of money he thinks he can out of a deal uh, incoming and outgoing so I think it says a lot about Tottenham's valuation of the player if that's what or what they think of him I think he's only got a year left on his contract hasn't he could be that does always play into it but again 20 million for I mean he still gets in the England side he still gets in the Tottenham side he's playing Champions League football it does seem I mean we're talking about is it Tyro Mings going for 24 million to Villa what if Kieran Trippier is just an absolute fanny and no one likes him? What if? <laughs> that might be it. What if he's the new Neymar? Yeah, could be. going to have some banter with Simeone instead at Atletico. <laughs> That'll go well. Uh, of course, Tottenham have signed, uh, I'm going to attempt this and probably murder the name and pronunciation of his surname, Ndombele, I'm going to go with. I think it's Ndombele. Let's go with Ndombele. People uh, who play more FIFA than me will tell me precisely how it's pronounced, yeah. but I think it's Ndombele. Uh, 60 million euros from Lyon. Uh, an, an exciting investment for that for that club. Harden up that midfield a little bit. There's a lot of um, soft little boys in that central Tottenham midfield. I've been I've heard from a very good source that this year is Harry Winks's year. But Harry Winks is also <laughs> the softest little boy in the Premier League. <laughs> Harry so. Winks and Oliver Skip. They're um, I like I like both players. I think they're they're very polished. They've got that Tottenham sheen on them. But um, yeah, look, they could <laughs> neither of them if they were in a bar fight. Neither of them could throw an LB supper. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. very it's very rare that I see elite level athletes. So I think I could maybe chin if I got the jump on them I reckon but I could batter both of them pretty probably much, at the same time pretty much half a Tottenham squad at the minute Yeah, you need a hammer thrower in there don't well, you well half of them would be thrown due to the fact they'd say why is Christian Eriksen attacking <laughs> whoa <laughs> that's probably genius that yeah. oh, oh, come on come on guys put a Danish accent on we'll get them and bangs in the back of the heat yeah. <laughs> hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, where else do you think Tottenham need to strengthen that squad? Because they've got like, we talk about the spine of a team mm. and they have, have I mean... Granted, the, the player who made the biggest mistake in a World Cup final ever that no one actually remembers in Hugo Lloris. They've got, yeah. got Ericsson, mm. as you mentioned. They've got Son. They've got Kane. They've Batongan, got Mora. They've Big got Tongan. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a very, very good squad. I think the depth is a real issue for them, though. Mm. Like last we season, they that, had bad, bad injury problems. The season almost became completely derailed, obviously. It wasn't derailed in the end. They finished third and they uh, were in the Champions League final. That, by all accounts, is a very good season. However,. When your Canes and so forth are injured, you got Fernando Llorente coming in and he's 34 and just kind of a big beanpole. Uh, was an effective player at one point in his career. But Scored perhaps, with his hip against Man City. Yes, indeed. And um, like even players for like Lucas Moura, a very talented guy, but very streaky. Very, very streaky. Mm. Started the season hot, went off the boil, came back and forth. Obviously very important in the Champions League. I don't know if players of that ilk can really be relied on if you want to take a, a step forward. Yeah, I agree. Uh, perhaps more, more accustomed to a a bench roll or a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for the rotation rotation, rotation yeah, that's the one go. that's the one um so maybe you need one more attacking player to complement uh, Harry Kane, Christian Eriksen and Son Gareth Bale would be an excellent addition yeah. if he's not broken um Beside that, I think it's a question of depth. I think Deli Ali's a bit of a problem for them because obviously when he was 19, 20, he came through and he looked like being genuinely one of the most exciting young players in the entire world. Yeah. Like his contributions were great. The gold he scored, the assists he was getting, positions he'd take up, his inventiveness, his creativity, everything. Attitude, I still think is a bit of an issue with him. He's a horrid little... He's a whapper, isn't he? I. But the last two seasons, I think he's really struggled with the sort of the pressure and the amount of games they put on him. I think last season was just like... He scored very, very few goals yeah. for them. Um, but again, people forget, he's, I think he's 22, 23. Mm. Like, he's still at a developing stage in his career. And I think if they had a, an alternative number 10, because I know they like to play Ericsson sort of all around the place, and there's still talk that he might be off uh, this summer. But somebody, a more senior figure who could sort of play across that three in midfield. I don't know whether, I don't know how comfortable Bale is on the right or in the centre. Presume he'd be all right there with his ability. But... I think there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot been put on the shoulders of players who, let's not forget, are still very, like Kane's still yeah. quite young. We saw last season, I think he dropped down to something like 25 goals when he'd been getting you know, high 30s and 40s for two or three seasons. And they couldn't really replace that. Like Son got a couple of really important singular goals to like nick a draw here, nick a win there. But all of a sudden the, comfort the comfortable factor was going. They didn't have a striker who was going to put games out mm -hmm. of sight for them. You could see every game when Kane was there. They were getting, still getting the results, fair play to them, but they were stretching to get them, they were straining to get them. Your Burnleys and your whoever's were mm -hmm, taking them mm -hmm. to the limit in yeah. some of these games. I wonder if perhaps maybe they could use a more of a penalty box striker as well. Harry Kane can certainly be deployed in that regard, but one of his greatest strengths, particularly over the past few seasons, has been dropping extremely deep, almost to like a peripheral midfield role, mm. um, recycling play and then moving forward and participating in that phase of play as well. Perhaps a different option to come off the bench and play with Kane rather than replace him. You don't want Javier Hernandez playing up front on his own for Tottenham Hotspur. But maybe that would help them push forward a little bit, give them a different dynamic up front and confuse defences a little bit more. I mean, Urenti was hardly... Uh, I think the sort of thought he was like, he can do... Kane's job in certain regards yeah. and I mean 
again, you know, the guy did score some important goals for them, but he's not somebody who... I mean, they didn't turn to him when Kane was injured, did they? Yeah. No, he, he, I've got mixed emotions about Lorente because I've seen all the, the evidence. Very sexy. I was having a hard Very moment sexy. there because I, I forgot who he was. Like, Soldado. No. Soldado. I'm going, going to do every single, like, every tall Spanish striker that couldn't unsee David Chris Villa Armstrong. for 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Saldado, it's not Saldado. It's not the other one, it's not the other one. It's the, oh, it's Lorente, that's yeah. it. Fernand, Fernandan, Dudado. Fernando Lorente is one of those players, and I'm sure we all have one, who you refuse to accept criticism of because he was a legend for you on a computer game. Yeah. Him at FIFA, when I had him a few years ago, was an absolute machine. So I'm like, he's got it in his locker. <laughs> he just needs the right manager to get it out of him. Balotelli for me. Yeah. I replaced Andy Carroll with him on a, on a game, on a... FIFA career mode years and years and years ago. Andy, any legends that pop out for you? Uh, to Madeira from Championship Manager. Not even a real oh, player. We're going, in, we're going in the deep cuts Not now, even a we? real player. Remember when Freddie, yeah. Guar- Freddie Guarin went to Porto and I was like, just you watch, boys. Just you watch. Mark Kerr. and Freddie do still available for Tottenham if they want to try and sign him He is window. actually. I read, a sto- I read about him. Is he selling Hoovers or something? No, like? no he's, he's in MLS. But he's in oh, MLS is he back? Again this okay. year. I read something about him. Like This is like his last throw with the dice or something. Okay. Now, to get back, to, enough topics, like to, get back to Gareth Bale, obviously there's been a lot of speculation Very the Freddie do of his day. Indeed. Um, <laughs> there's obviously the, the, the big issue is money when it comes to all this because they have yep. to smash their wage structure to bring him in. Uh, is that worth it? And if it's not worth it, do you think there's any way that they can resolve that to bring bring him home? I think that if Tottenham Hotspur are confident that Gareth Bale is still Gareth Bale and that the events of the previous season haven't ground him down a little bit as a player, I know that sounds ridiculous as he's only 30, but his numbers were way down last mm-hmm. season and obviously had a lot of issues on and off the field. If they still think that he can be something close to the peak version of himself, then to me, smashing that wage structure while it sets a dangerous precedent is kind of a no-brainer. He is on his day one of the best players in the world. Tottenham, the only player you can say that about in their squad at the moment is Harry Kane. And even then, last season, Harry Kane had his injury problems. And, mm. you know, he he's going to miss games potentially going forward as well. Gareth Bale might as well. But having that other option, I think, would be very useful for them. Um Daniel Levy obviously knows a lot more about this kind of stuff than us, but, you know, might not be the worst idea. I think he's a better fit for a club like Chelsea at the minute, Gareth Bale, because I think I think it is too much of a, a step in the wrong direction for them to sort of, like, throw this mm. policy they've had out the window, purely because this player has an affinity with the he club. He, he, ago, yeah, yeah, if you take the romanticism out of it, the fact mm, he's played yeah. them before, look at what they are actually buying in the here and now. It's not a Tottenham transfer in any way, shape, or form. Like yes. The guy, the guy is thirty. I just say his numbers are down. He might very well be an exceptional transfer mm-hmm. for them, but it's a risk, and it's a risk with somebody you're not going to get any. There's not hardly going to be any sell-on value for him at that age, especially. If it, yeah, if it doesn't work out for him, it's not going to work out at all. Whereas, you know, again, you could see a Chelsea or even a Man United to a lesser extent mm. swallowing that kind of absurd. Yeah. Ap- outlay sort of they did for Sanchez and, and whatnot. There's a harmony issue there as well because if Harry Kane sits there and in comes Gareth Bale on 350k mm-hmm. a week and all these other players are earning what half that yeah. let's be speculative they're going to get a little bit upset themselves and maybe Rightly start so. looking elsewhere yeah. and it does risk poisoning the well. If you look at the work those those players have done because they've not really invested in that squad for three or four seasons mm-hmm. now it's been very much this Alderweire, Elvatongan, Lloris, uh, Eriksson, Kane, mm-hmm. sort of Ali, sort of like core that they've had for good three or four seasons yeah. now. They've dragged Spurs into the most comfortable league and cup competitions, the most comfortable they've been, the most successful they've been in these in these for a long, long time. They've done it. 
you know, on a fraction of the the, uh, the wages that their mm-hmm. peers are getting paid. If you look at like what Spurs players make compared to like your Chelsea's, Man United, your Man City's, your Arsenal's, your Liverpool's, even That's they like Danny are, Rose interview, wasn't there? Yeah, last you, season. It, but they're happy to do it because they clearly buy into this. They clearly like doing all of this. And oh, by the way, uh, remember that player who left to go and do bigger things than, than all of this. You know, the player who didn't want to be part of this project. Effectively, you want to go chase his dream elsewhere. Well, we're going to get him back. Uh, for probably what we're paying you all combined. I, I hope that's okay. He might not play all the time, though, because he's, he's getting on a bit now and he's got his injury problems. So he might not play all the time, but when he does, can you just, like, give him the ball? Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be... A, the thing is, if Gareth Bale's that bothered about going to Tottenham, he should respect what the wage structure is there and either say that he wants the other players, the other players to be paid in line with what he's going to get mm-hmm. or that he's quite happy to go down to that mm-hmm. sort of level. It's not that he's going to be short of a bob or two, is it? The no. reason why I asked that question is, of course... Also give soldiers footballers wages. <laughs> the reason why I asked that, sort of, that question is there's always speculation surrounding Maurizio Pochettino. As you said, he's, he's done wonderful things at Tottenham. But there's always that question mark hanging over of, or if a bigger club who said, yeah, you can just do this, but with unlimited funds come, comes along... Yeah. Is he going to be tempted away? And that that was a consistent thing last season. Obviously, he dragged Tottenham to the Champions League final. Whether he can recreate that form and obviously the stuff we've seen in the league in recent years is is another question. But could his head be turned? And what, what does the future hold for Maurizio Pochettino? Yeah, I think like last season was very telling with Pochettino. There was a point, I, th- I believe it was around about Christmas, where it seemed like he was coming out with something very frustrated yeah. and very annoyed every other week in the media. And it almost seemed like he was trying to talk himself into getting sacked. Now, that's obviously not what he was doing, but he seemed very uncomfortable With in the Man position. United jobs from knocking around. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, you know, perhaps he had his eye on that and thought, well, hold on a minute, they're throwing this and that around and putting themselves in these positions, even though he ended up outperforming Man United at the end. I was going to say, why would he want to step down? <laughs> that's, not me, that's not me being facetious. No, like, the way Man United yeah, runs yeah, the club yeah. is inferior to Spurs. Their league positions and recent history are inferior to Spurs. There's only one or two jobs in the world that would be a step up. But you'd be looking at the potential of the Man United job and the size of the club. Like, you know, there's still them or Real Madrid, the biggest club in the mm. world, and they are going to throw money around. So if he's going to move on and finances are an issue to him, then that would be a deciding factor. That being said, there w- he, while there will come a day when Pochettino does do that, he, he's not going to stay at Spurs until he retires, unless he decides, like, in five years, I've got enough money, I'm off. Boom, um, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> there will come a day when he eventually wants to go and have this sandbox where he can throw hundreds of millions around every single thing but at the same time I think he really relishes the challenge I think that that mindset he showed when the Man United job was available kind of eased off a little bit when they started making serious headway in the Champions League Mm. and they were consistently outperforming United in the league and I think he's got another couple of years left in him at the very least. I think he gains great satisfaction from what he's been able to do with this group of players and the way he's been able to bring them along. And I don't see him bouncing for a while. I agree with Andy completely. I think he's in a good position there. He's taking Spurs to... I think if he probably looked at where Spurs were when he took the job, he probably had an eye on using that to get one of the big elite jobs in mm. football. But if you look at where he's taken Spurs to, most of those jobs that would have looked appealing at the time are probably quite inferior to yeah. it. Now, it's a, it would be a sideways move to go to Chelsea now. It would be a backward step to go to Man United. And I think, as Andy says, you're literally looking at a Real Madrid kind of position. And that's that's it, really. I don't yeah. really see... Like, I know Spurs finished third, fourth, and we always like to make a joke in this country that whatever the joke in football is, the punchline is somehow Tottenham Hotspur. But realistically, other, unless he goes to a Madrid, it's not a step up in his career. Final question. What did uh, Spurs need to do differently next season? 
Wow. <laughs> Aside from win the league, win the Champions League. I can't, I can't really answer that without contradicting myself at the start of this video because I'd love to say, just win a cup. Go on a cup run, get the FA Cup, get that get that monkey off your back that yep. you've not won a trophy, have something to show for the last few years, blah, 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 blah. Get that then. It's just people forget about it as soon as you win it. But nothing really. Just if they stay where they are, they get another fourth place finish, get, a, get away in the cups, mm -hmm. keep everybody together, keep the core of the squad together, players they've been playing. You know, it's not, that's all they need to do but again just don't mess it up I think is what they need to do this season don't fall off don't start getting a load of injuries in or having players get their heads turned or letting the wrong players leave or bring in the wrong players and before they know it they're looking around they're in sixth they're in seventh yeah keep keep the core players if they lose a Kane or an Ericsson I think it's a disaster for them particularly if they're not going to be inclined to replace them mm. uh, keep the core, core players compliment them with a few squad additions Endon Belly's going to go straight into the team he's probably better than Victor Wanyama uh, <laughs> <laughs> only the player Scott Brown could have been <laughs> well <laughs> they did miss out on Graham Shinney earlier this window <laughs> Big loss to them. Um, Chiniesta, stand free. But <laughs> it's a personnel issue to me. Pochettino could probably do without melting down in the media again this yes. year. That probably didn't do his squad the world of good when this talismanic leader, this father figure, this guy who has brought you on as a footballer and developed you is getting so pissed off and frustrated in the press. He could be a little bit more professional in that regard. But as a whole, it, there's not really much that needs to be done. The business model's fantastic. Squad's great. The harmony's very high. Keep pushing. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section. Is this Tottenham's most important season ever? And don't forget, you can tweet them at us as well. At What Culture FC. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Adam Cleary at Adam Cleary, C L E R Y. You can follow Andy Murray at, at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Hotspur. Hotspur. <laughs> you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. I said you can follow us all at What Culture FC. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on any other iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. My thanks to Adam and to Andy. Thank you for watching or listening. And we will see you soon. Oh, don't do a Spurs. That's what they need to do. That's <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.